This right here is Walleye Talk. I'm Will Newer. I'm Dan Ryan. And you're listening to the week before fishing opener right here, right now. This is happening. And we it's are time. pumped. We it's are time. so pumped. No more messing around. It is time. It's, not to hear, it's hard not to use stronger language. Oh my gosh, I want to yell. We're not, so. we're, we're not messing around. I'm, I want to just yell it from the rooftops. But I'm being reserved. You know, this is a pocket. This is a real, you know, this is a business. Right. You know? We're in... In the works with the with the public radio folks, you know, Garrison yeah. Keeler, all those people. Yeah, and They're Willie Naylor and Jim McDonald and... The Car Talk guys. I don't know who those guys are, but... I don't know their names either. They're from New Jersey. Never been Massachusetts. There. Anyway. Excellent. Excellent. Anyway, this is what we got on deck for today's episode. Um, we're going we're gonna to go through... With some detail, what we're going to be doing this weekend. Our Pacific plan. Pacific, yeah. Yep. yep. I'm going West Coast, man. Uh, for opener, what we're doing on the day. And then we're going to talk about a beginner's approach to fishing shallow water. Obviously, we both fish a lot of shallow water and feel like a lot of folks don't. I'm going to live there this week. Yeah. I so mean, live it in shallow water. Try to water. break it down, simplify it. How you can, how you can try it out. Yeah, how you can be successful at a nov, you know, at an inexperienced level. Right. You know, um, we're also gonna we're also gonna you know go over what people might forget on opener. Yeah, like um, the simple things you might forget. Things yeah, I've forgotten. I have a past. long list of things you that do, I forget sure. all of the time. Not just on opening, just in life in general. But the little the little things can make your day a whole lot better. So yeah. we'll cover cover those. And then plan B, like what happens if your morning doesn't work out? B is in bail. Like yeah. let's get out of let's there. Let's try something else. <laughs> and then a recap on the crappie fishing we did and maybe a prediction for what the crappie fishing could be like on Friday if you get some time to be on the water on Friday. Yeah. As well. Um and I think that's about what we got, right? Yeah. Maybe some uh, some tackle tips and bait tips for the week. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Doc.com. Porta-Doc.com. Find your local Porta-Doc dealer today. Porta-Doc.com. All right. So, Mr. Ryan. Yeah. I hear you're heading to Cass Lake this weekend. I am, yep. Why don't you go ahead and tell me about it? How I want it to be. Yeah. How I ahead. want it to work out. Yeah, please. Want me to go? Yeah, like what? I want you Are to you go over. Are you going to interrupt me? How did you know? <laughs> I was totally just going to cut you off. And be like, okay, I, I, you caught me, so I'm not going to do it. But you were going to start talking to me. Like, wow, how interesting <laughs> is that, Dan? But then you caught me. My plan. I haven't done that in ages. I'm I'm onto you, dude. I know all your tricks. I think I do know. No, I don't actually. You last week you said my name. Yeah, and yeah. You, you never me. saw. You got me. You never saw it coming. What I'm gonna do? I think my plan is gonna be to pitch some shallow sand right away, and I'm actually gonna fish a part of the lake that I haven't fished a lot, and I haven't fished at all early in the year, but. <clears throat> it's easy, especially with opener, 
to fall into like the same old okay this is where we go on opener you mm-hmm. know because you got you've got good memories tied to it right but also i think that's like why i had a rough opener last year is i was like this is where we go on opener and it didn't work out so we're gonna try something new and uh pitch some shallow stuff right away looks like the weather's gonna be pretty good for fish and shallow yeah it's gonna be dark and a little bit of wind so that's the idea right now out of the south out of the south and not like super warm, you know, we're not going to have like south and 70s, right. south and highs in the low 50s, I think. That'll be just fine. I think that'll, that'll be, be all just right. fine. But it's sort of interesting weather, you know, it's not, it's not I'll a take, cold front, it's just cool, a cool spring weekend. I'll take that weather over 50 degrees, sunny, and a slaty swim. Yeah, yeah. That's what sure. we had yesterday, mm-hmm. and that was, yeah, I knew I, I knew it was not going to be good fishing, but... um. That sounds like a good plan. What do you, okay, so elaborating on like what you're, what you're going to be pitching jigs. Pitching jigs, I thought I might fish bobber too. But one of my goals for the year is to fish bobbers more and uh, might, might pitch bobber in there. And it's, I don't know what it'll look like because I've never seen it this early in the year, but it's largely sand with some vegetation by Memorial Day. So I think yeah, it'll probably be perfect. bearish, you know, yeah. easy to fish a jig through and try to keep the boat away from, from where we're going and... Um, yeah, go from there. That sounds awesome. You and Matt are fishing together? Me and Matt are fishing together, yep. And then we'll probably spend some time fishing some of the fresh weeds that are growing um, on the north end as well. Yeah, I don't figure they'd be real salty. Probably all be fresh weeds. Fresh weeds, yeah. yeah. Is that what you have in mind, is things are either fresh or salty? Well, yeah, it's either freshwater or saltwater, you big dum-dum. <laughs> Come on, meow. Okay. What are you doing? Um, so I'm either going to go fish on leech... Depending on the, I don't love a, I don't love a south wind if I'm gonna fish the north side of Leech, cause like, <clears throat> the contours there they run north and south, mm-hmm. and I don't wanna, I don't wanna run parallel with them, I really do a lot better if I can run, perpendicular to them, like I don't mind a heavy east wind, cause I got a lot of stuff to fish on the other side, you yeah. know, but I have a, I do struggle when it's either a straight south wind or a straight north wind. I need a little east, I need a little west to it, to really do well. Um, that, that, you know, that I think, anyhow, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I mean, I'm sure I've caught him on a south wind, but sure I just remember my best memories are blowing the short way instead of the long way. Yeah. Um, if it is really south, I think we're going to go to a little lake, um, but everything I'm planning on is either on fresh growth vegetation in shallow or in the shallow sand flats. Sure. Um, covering, you know, you got to cover water there and it's, I don't know, it's... I'm not, I just don't love a south wind. Hmm. I just, I don't know. Waves are big, big. Yeah. Generally. In, you know, like they're, in Portage Bay. They're usually big, big by then, you yeah. know, because that, well, what people don't really realize is that the neck, the, the, the lake necks down, you know, it goes yeah. from 10 miles wide right, to now right. four miles wide. Right. And you're, you're bringing all that energy into that North into that Bay. Area. Yeah. And, uh, things get out of hand yeah. pretty I've quick. I've had some of my nastiest boat rides up there. Yeah. And you'd think being like out in the big exposed part would be where that those would happen. But they just kind of roll gently out there. Right. You have good surfing weather out yeah. there. Yeah. It gets it just gets wet and I mean I might end up there. We'll see. It also depends on how full the boat ramp is. You know, if it's you know trailered, you know into the uh, baseball field. I don't think I want to go. But if that's the case, I'll go. Or if that's not the case, I'm going to go to the little lake where I went last year. And I'll fish shallow sand there. I really enjoy that lake because it's quiet. And, mm-hmm. you know, generally we do okay. 
Um, but everything, I mean, everything is, is dependent on kind of the weather, you know? Yeah. So for sure. But either way, I'm going to go. doesn't matter what the weather really is. I'll make it out somewhere. So, right. Um, yeah, that's my plan. I'm going to be jigging. I don't, I won't have a Lindy rig rod in the boat. <laughs> Will you just tie one up? Just have one in there. I have me. one tied up. Have one for me. Just fish one for like 20 minutes. What if I'm anchored? You can you can cast a Lindy rig. Can you cast a Lindy rig? Yeah, for Have sure. Have you casted a Lindy rig? Yeah, that's like river fishermen, river shore fishermen do it all the time. Do you I think, think it I'm as skilled? I think it maybe got its start there. Really? I'm totally making that up, but it I sounds believe you. Familiar. Keep going. They guys Edward who shore fish. Lindy was the one who <laughs> guys who shore fish will often cast Lindy rigs. It does sound. Those difficult. guys are nuts. How does it not just like you know how like with a like a spring bobber? Mm-hmm. The thing, if you're using a jig and you're like, okay, I'm gonna bomb it, you know, side cast. The thing just goes, boom, boom, boom. How does that not happen? You think I mean, you never cast a Lindy rig? You cast it off the back of your boat all the time. Mm, yeah, I suppose maybe I have. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe the river guys, what they do is they maybe cast it, and then they like let it sit for a little bit, and then drag it forward a couple feet, and let it sit for a little bit, and drag it forward a couple feet. Because anyway. Just fish a Lindy rig for a little bit. Why not? Why not? What if it makes I your love, day? I love, love, love jigging. I love it so much. Okay. If I had to, if what I number had... of fish would it take you to, like, if you got to in, you know, in hindsight, like, okay, I'm gonna catch eight fish on a jig and a minnow. What would the number have to be on a Lindy rig to switch to a Lindy rig? Can I change your question a little bit? Because I know the answer to this one. Uh, we were fishing last fall mm-hmm. on Woman Lake, mm-hmm. and you caught six before I switched to a Lindy rig. So I'd have to say six more than what I would catch six jigging, more. and then I'd switch to a Lindy rig. Okay. Which I'm not happy about that you beat me, but it's fine. It's just because you're better. I just fish a Lindy rig sometimes. I think that's the biggest difference. That's they like should have been thing. a jig, dude. <laughs> they should have been a jig. Man. All right. Shallow water for both of us. Yeah, that's... Ideally. Yeah. Ideally. I'm far more open to fishing other things besides shallow. I have this one spot in mind. I don't know why it's in my head. Last year, we just caught a pile of pike there. And I kind of want... That's... Right now, if I like... If I didn't... That's where I really want to start the day. On this spot where I caught on the pile pike of spot, pike. I don't know why. Dude, that there'll is. be wallies there for sure. I think there's for gonna be a sure. bunch of them there. Is but I just, don't have is a it, good is explanation. Is it freshly growth, fresh growth yep. weeds? On they'll a nice for break. sure be there. Yep, I think you're right. They will for sure be there. We'll talk no to Matt. We'll see. We'll see what Matt is scheming. He he thinks a lot. He's real quiet, and you ask him like, "What do you think?" He's like, "I don't know," but he 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 does know. He's scheming. He, he knows. Yeah, he's scheming. You know, he's scheming. Okay. Those quiet ones are the most dangerous. I know. We have this running joke that, like, Matt always has the right idea. The problem is he, like, will never, he'll never <laughs> tell you what it is unless you, like, force it out of him. <laughs> and even then, it's just painful. And, you know, and you're doubting him because he's like, God, he doesn't sound very certain. And then you go do his stupid idea and it works. <laughs> Would that be, like, the wacky worm uh, nightcrawler kind mm, of deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. <laughs> Um, so moving forward, since we're, we're both focusing on shallow waters, um, you know, if you are one of those people who is more comfortable on like the mid lake humps 
you know, driving around, scanning with your sonar, um, finding a pot of fish, then, you know, going back and forth over them, you know, like your midsummer techniques, mm-hmm. you know, once they move out, you know, um, but you are, are wanting to give this shallow water a try. Don't really know how to go about it. We're going to kind of give you a little shakedown of, 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 you know, the, the beginner's guide to shallow water. Yeah. And I think it does, well, it of course matters a lot which lake you're going to fish. Because I was thinking about how I fish shallow water on Leech Lake. I could never, would never even attempt it on Cast Lake. I would never drift six feet of water on Cast Lake. No, you'd spook every fish yeah, in the county. Yeah. But I fish six feet of water on both of them. It's right. Just how a lot differently. Yep. So water clarity would be a big determining factor in like what your approach is going to be. Bottom content is another sure. big one. Um, and that more has to do with almost kind of size of jigs, you know, like, so Inguidona doesn't have an abundance of sand. It's mm-hmm. a lot of weeds. Same with Wabado. Um, there's not a ton of sand out there. Yeah. So you have to, well, you got to just go smaller. You got to go smaller yeah. and maybe, or maybe faster depending on. Yeah. You got to think about like swimming a jig compared to bumping, bumping a jig. In the sand. Yeah. You just, but you, you know, you just go through the channel and magically there's a bunch of sand. Yeah. It's ki- that's kind of crazy, isn't yeah. that crazy? Mm-hmm. What makes it that way? Is it just because it's one bigger body of water? I don't know. Glaciers. Could be. Yeah. The answer is glaciers. You can't be wrong with glaciers because it all looks and is the way it is because of glaciers. I'm not gonna doubt you at all. Yeah. So you start then. Like, what are some techniques or? tips for a beginner fishing shallow water so i was think i was actually talking to a guy he was asking me a lot of the right questions which i really enjoy when people ask me the right questions like the wrong questions would be like what color are they biting on sure like that doesn't i mean it matters but it doesn't matter that much you know yeah. people focus too much on the things that they can see feel touch and they don't think of like the what's behind door number two you know okay Elaborate. So, like, they, they think, like, the color matters a ton. Um, that would be what you can see. Um, like, the things that you could feel would be, I'm just trying to make this up as I go. <laughs> um, so, another thing would be, like, like, bait would be a good example. Like, especially, maybe not so much this time of year, but, like, once you get into more midsummer, they want to have, like, the most expensive stuff. I and mean, a lot of times, night crawlers and leeches are all you need, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be, what would that be? Touch, feel? Close enough, anyway. Um, I'm not going to go on the third one. Because <laughs> um, I can't really think of one that fast. But um, people focus too much on the wrong thing. You know? Sure. The things that they can... Yeah. I heard another guy, this was on a radio <clears throat> spot, and he was saying, like, I don't really think color matters that much. And then he like caught himself and he's like, well, it doesn't matter that much in the fact that I have like four colors in my box that I know work, right? right? So f- color does matter, but he is not the one and I would, I'm the, very much the same way. You know, I'm not going to change, I'm not going to make like a slight color change and expect to change my day. Right. I've got like my four or five colors that I know work really well. Right. And I will move around on those for sure. On your four jig colors. Yeah. Yes. But I don't have a million colors in my box. Yeah. Well, that's kind I, of... might, I might have a million colors in my box and I only use four or five. Of them. You have like one of each of the yeah. other colors. Yep. I went through, like I like was looking at my jig box. I have two full lines of Parrot and Fire Tiger. Sure. 
Like, really, in this area, if you have those two colors... Probably going to be okay. You're going to be set. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, back to what we were talking about. Um, like, the beginner's guide thing. Yeah. I forgot all about it. <laughs> um, so, I was thinking of ways that... Okay, this guy... And he was asking me, like, hey, do you think these fish are going to be, you know, more on the... You know, out on the deeper structures? Or are they going to be in shallow? What, what should I look for? I was like, well... And I'm not saying I'm right, but what I am looking for and what I'm going to stick to pretty much for the day is I'm going to look for these bigger flats, right? You're, I'm looking for bigger, firm flats. Doesn't necessarily need to be rock, doesn't necessarily need to be sand, but I'm looking, I'm probably looking for sand though myself, you know, if, if I had a choice. You're thinking about primarily leech though, right? Leech, and I was also thinking about woman. Okay. You know, because woman's got quite a bit of sand, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, it's got some good rock rubble and stuff. So, um, I was thinking of ways, okay, if, and, and this guy was on woman. So it's okay. like, okay, so I, I don't fish a ton of woman in the, in the spring, you know? Mm-hmm. So if, okay, so if I'm going to go out there and I don't know much about fish in shallow water, what I'm going to look for, uh, are, are almost subtle changes in these, in these big flats. And, you know, if you're not comfortable with pitching a jig, you know, casting up there and jigging it back, if you're not good at that. What I would do is I'd long, I'd take a, like an eighth or sixteenth ounce jig and I'd cast it way the heck back there. And if you're not a jigger, why, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't dragging a jig and a shiner work? Oh, it does, it does work for sure. You in, know? In fact, often it'll outcompete the guy who's snap jigging in the spring when the water's 50 degrees. Mm-hmm. And so that was, the, and I told him, you know what, get your trolling, you know, you probably got a Tarova, put your, or, you know, some sort of bow mount. Get that going, so you're going about a half mile an hour, okay? And you just drag that thing, and if you just kind of give it a couple taps every, you know, every three, four seconds, do it like a couple, three strokes, you're going to end up with some walleyes. Um, and then he was also, like, asking me, okay, um, what, what he, he was wondering about time of day. I was like, you know, if ideally, if I had nothing else to do except specifically target fish you know i'd probably i'd get out there about 5 30 i'd go in about nine i'd go sleep for a few you know for a few hours i'd get back up you know spend some time with the family a little bit then i'd get back out there about five o'clock fish till 10 o'clock at night hmm. and that's going to be your best prime fishing hours you know if you do those things during that time of you know if you do the drag and the jig during those peak hours you have a really good chance of having a good fish fry Sure. Come Sunday morning. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, for sure. For me, like, if I think about, like, drift fishing shallow water, like on Leech Lake, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to be, that'll that's going to work this weekend for sure. 100%. Um, there's enough wind to do it. Um, one thing is, like, you're, you're really the only feedback, right, especially in shallow water, if you're not really really good with electronics is like your electronics aren't going to tell you the fish are there only the fish are going to tell you're there so that means that like your your jig stroke all the little details between your your hand and that bait are your only source of information right absolutely and it means you can you can if you're doing a few things wrong over those fish you're going to think there's no fish there and that's that's a truth like it's hard to sort of accept that because um, there's a lot of water that looks good and you can have a million different options on places you're going to fish shallow water. 
but make your make your best uh, prediction and then focus on doing the technical part of the job, right? The right. physical part of the job as well as you can. Right. And make adjustments. I do think like a color change, a size change, a jig cadence change is important to do in an area because you don't know that they're there, right? Right. If you're drifting over shallow water, they might be there and you're not marking them. And there's a tendency too in that shallow water where you're going to run into some pike, you're going to run into some rock, mm-hmm. you know, eventually. Um, so I, I always take the opportunity if I'm, if I'm not on the hot jig, you know, if I'm not, if my jig just hasn't caught a fish, you know, in a while, I take that opportunity. That's the opportunity I take to change jig. Like rarely will I take time like to cut a jig, put it back in my box, and then tie a new one on. Like, oh, so you're saying it on a break off. Yeah, I'll, yeah I cha- that's when I change so jig So if colors. you're like, you're not feeling good about the jig, yeah. and you're in a break off situation, break time, off. To, time to try something. Yeah, new. that's when I take the time to do it. Otherwise, I feel like, you know, that 30 seconds that it takes for me, well, a minute to take the time to cut a jig, put it back, tie it on, is time that, you know, I could have got bit. You know, Because sure. generally I have enough confidence in my colors where... You think you might have missed a fish just not having your bait in the yeah. water. Yeah. Or a big thing is like I'll change. Before I change color, I'll change size. Because really you're going to start with, yeah, you're going to start with the good colors. Right. Yeah. Parrot. Parrot color. Parrot. <laughs> parrot. Parrot. Um, <laughs> but then like my situation, Cass, I am not going to be drift. I'm going to be pitching jigs. And it's friendly in there. Like it's not super snaggy where I'm thinking of, well, none of cat. Not none, but very little of Cass is very it's real snaggy. Firm. Yeah, um, but then having the right size, having a good cadence, and then using your your time wisely, like you should be able to cover a pretty, especially if you've got a couple fishermen in the boat. If everybody's doing their job right, you can cover a pretty good area. And on a lake like Cass or Leech, you're you're hoping to encounter a pretty big school of fish. Mm-hmm. So if you spend what 10 minutes working over an area something has to change in order for you to turn that day right like 10 minutes of three guys fishing a 50 yard section of water or you're covering that pretty yeah (laughs) so then you got to decide like okay is it are there fish in here and they're not biting for a reason or are there no fish in here so either you need to vary your presentations you know switch it up or you need to skedaddle and find find new water right Right. The great thing about shallow water fishing is one or two bites in there can mean there's a bunch of fish in there. And generally, shallow water is instant gratification. Right. That's the great part. That's why I love it so much. You know, I'm a millennial, and I have zero patience for like anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I want to get bit right away. And if I'm not getting bit right away... Yeah, I have a tendency to bail, which is one of those things that we talked about a couple episodes ago. Right. But that's the that's what's so nice about shallow water is either they're gonna bite right now, or you have to like really work at it. Right. Um, and I generally just bank on they're gonna bite right now because they're in shallow water. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're gonna bite real good though. We were talking about this the other day. Like, yeah. They might be biting, but they might not be smacking the. Smacking the Just jigs. picking it up. Because what are we? What do you think we're realistically dealing with for for water temps? It's gonna be fifty degrees. Fifty on the nuts, yeah. probably. Maybe a hair lower than that in the morning. Yeah. Probably, probably a lot than lower that than that in the morning. And then, 
like that's okay, but it's not it's not super warm water. Yeah, but you yeah, there's definitely an opportunity to catch fish in that. Oh yeah, but, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right though. Sometimes they just don't smash it. Yeah. Hopefully that helps. We could maybe do this again. Next week? The, the Not the podcast. Oh, oh, oh. What were you talking about? <laughs> Just the shallow water thing. I oh. think there's some other things we could add, especially once we get back into the groove of it. I bet we could add a few extra like tidbits to, to the shallow water thing. For sure. Okay. Um, but before we go on to our next topic, uh, quick word from our sponsor. So my tackle tip of the week presented by the one stop in Longville. Um, for sure, on opening weekend, you're going to want to be using plastics and jigs. Uh, the great thing about Longville is the one stop's got all the jigs and has a great selection of plastics for your needs on opening weekend. Uh, you get yourself some Kitech Easy Shiners, some Northland Longshank Fireballs, combo those together, and it's a recipe for success that opening weekend all right and we're back wilbur what are you gonna forget not everything let me tell you so one thing that i always manage to forget not having the boat uh it's actually two little things i'm worried that you're gonna have my same thing so i always actually this might be the first year in a very long time that i do remember because i found three of them but i Always manage to forget a minnow scooper. <laughs> Always manage to forget it. Um, but so I, I think I don't know when I got three of them, but now I have three of them in that's my good. boat. Um, so that's a good one. And another thing that I forget is a line clipper. Mm. Always manage to forget a line clipper. It seems like a rather important thing, you know. Yeah. Especially from a dentist perspective. <laughs> or maybe it's not a good thing for you, you, you know. I want to keep cutters. them. In, I want to keep them in business, you know. <laughs> So, <laughs> anyway, those are those are my two big things that I kind of they're not big things, but they're a convenience, especially like opening weekends tends to be a little chilly. The right. water is definitely cold. Yep. And it just sucks always dipping my hands in the water because <laughs> you know I got to get those minnows out, <laughs> got to get them out somehow. So yeah, I'm fishing them out. So um, keep that in mind. It's like like the whole fix is like two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah. I could have a line cutter. And a minuscule. Mm-hmm. Somehow he's managed to forget them. So, how about you, Daniel? Um, mine is sort of a thing, but more like an action. I often forget to drink any water oh. on an opening weekend. Really? Like, I Yeah, especially if it's cool. I don't drink very much water, and then I feel terrible. So, uh-huh. my, I, I've gotten better that was at ter- it. That was a terrible thing to forget. What, there, water? You were literally surrounded by water. Yeah, you can't drink that stuff. Sure you can. There's no beaver stress. You sick. No, you won't. So I Fish drink it all make the time. a concerted effort now. It's like taking a medication. I try to drink two Nalgene, so that's like 64 ounces of water. I know what that is now. What's that? A Nalgene. A Nalgene. Nalgene. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, I forget I forget that often. Huh. And you're like pretty caught up, right? You're, you're into what you're doing, but then you end up feeling like pretty terrible at like one o'clock in the afternoon like god why do i have not i don't have any energy like oh i didn't eat or drink anything in the last like six hours another good one i think um even when it's cloudy out sunscreen yeah something to <laughs> yeah, i was like <laughs> it's maybe like most important 
this like early on. You think about it in June when you're like, okay, it's gonna be eighty three. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of myself. I get mega burnt this yeah, time of year. Yep. I have this real soft, supple skin, <laughs> and it gets it gets burnt instantly. I turn into a radish right now. Yeah. So that's one thing I should definitely grab and put in my bowl. Sunscreen, and I do it do it like when you're getting ready, like same time you're like brushing your teeth, all that stuff, and then you get to like wash your hands, right? For those of you who worry about good call sunscreen on your face, very good call. Yep. In the once I'm into the guide season, it's just sitting on the bathroom counter. So when I'm doing all that stuff in the morning, throw some sunscreen on. And for sure, like if you don't have one yet, get a get a what are they called? A neck gator. Get a gator. Yeah, I got a great business plan, Dan. What, what I'm gonna it? get a neck gator with a gator's mouth. <laughs> gator gator. That's the business. That's what I'm gonna call the business. It's all the name. Gator all the gators. Names, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're super nice. And not just for the sun, like for the wind. And keeping your, like, it helps keeping you warm too, like this time of year for long boat rides. And it keeps your hat on. Yeah, for sure. Which is an important thing for the tiller guy. Gotta go up and over. I have to call you out right now. I'm gonna call you out. So if anybody has listened to this podcast, they've heard you just rant and rave about running a boat from the back, right? Yeah. We talked on the phone this week. I know. And you you asked a serious question to yeah. me if you should get a console boat. You asked me if you I, should get I a know. boat. From I laughed. I thought you were joking. I, I wasn't thought it joking. was a funny will joke. I wasn't joking. I don't think I'm going to... It was like a monetary thing. Like, I was thinking for resale value, like, is Will in eight years going to make more money... Fair enough, dude. ...having a console? You're... Yeah, I'm not saying that I'm too. growing up, man. The thought process is fine, but you were like dug in last year on tiller boats. I still I still hate I, I mean I would hate owning a council. But would eight years from now would that be worth the more money, like the more I would receive and re I can't even look at you right now. <laughs> I can't even look at you right now. Because it's not worth the money. It's not worth the money. I had the, I asked you a question on it in confidence. Like, <laughs> no, it, you didn't. There was no disclaimer. Well, what am I supposed to? Is off off the record? I ran, off the record. I ran man. it by George Wells. He's like, yeah, you should bring it up for sure. You even told George? <laughs> yeah. Why would you tell George? Because this is an important moment, dude. I it's it, like not... it shook me the idea that you could run a wheelboat in the next couple of years. I'm not gonna run a wheelboat. It was just an idea. All right, Dan. It was like a. <laughs> it was a real conscientious. You know, you have to go through all of your options, right? Sure. I'm yeah. trying to be a grown adult here. I think we all end up in a wheelboat. Nope. Nope. I'm done. Nope. Not me. Never. Oh, I'm out. Now he's getting I'm real principled on. again. I'm there. back on it. Nope. All right. I'm yeah. never... Uh, nope. Anything else you might forget? I thought I had another one. It's funny. To if you're in a council? Maybe forgot it. If you're in a council, you're man card. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. I'm back in. Yep. Totally back in. Just basing all your life decisions around one one conversation on yep. the podcast. That's all over. Never uh, owning a council. Wait, what was it? It was something important. What might you forget? Key floats. Nope. Have you ever uh, dropped your keys in the water? I've broken a key. I've lost keys. I, so I figure if I purchase two keys per year... It was like $12, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm doing all right. But I for sure lose keys a lot. Gotcha. I had them in my old wallet. I had one in my old wallet. 
I must have changed wallets somewhere. Hmm. I don't remember where it went, but I don't know. Yeah, I definitely go through a few keys. Never in the water, though. I don't think. Maybe that's where they ended up, but... Sure. I don't know. Uh, I think this was it. Uh, check your running... Check your lights. Your, hmm. your, your running lights. I don't feel like those are... Often you're going to maybe want to be out there after dark, and it's maybe not something that was on your checklist. I checked them just the other day, like, oh, yeah, I should make sure those work because it's easy to forget about them. Um, usually it's a simple fix if they're not working, but something to check out. That was a good tip. Yeah. Way to go, Dan. God, you got me all fired up I about tell the council. I'm angry. I'm cheesed off, man. Um, not to make things worse, but, like, say your plan is just busted. Right? Say mm-hmm. like your opener plan is busted. What what are you what adjustments do you think you're gonna make? You know, if I'm on you know, let's say my afternoon plan, I'm on leech. Mm-hmm. You know, plan A has gone awry. They're not they're not sitting in the shallow sand. Uh I'm probably gonna dig back in the archives, okay. What has worked in the past other than my shallow sand flats this early in the season. Mm-hmm. Um you know, potentially they're going to be out on the on the shallower break lines. You know, the ones that break from, let's say, 9 to 14 feet. Yep. Maybe I'm going to focus my energy there. Um, if I'm on some of these smaller lakes, a good plan B would be fishing, you know, like especially if you're getting either later in the morning or early in the afternoon, maybe go fish some crappies for a little while. Mm-hmm. Get some hook sets in. Um just get some fish in the boat so at least your confidence is up. Sure. Because um, those should for sure be going by then, I would think. Yeah. Um, you know, if, you, if, you don't, if you're not wanting to fish crappies, which I would not probably be one to be fishing crappies on walleye opener, um, maybe it's a good chance for you to load the boat up and maybe hit a different lake. Sure. Those would be my three suggestions. Yeah. Why, though? Like, if you, if you had to predict, like, why you had a tough time, what do you think it's going to be? Probably water clarity. Water clarity in the time of day. Um, like, you look at... I, I, I get to see where people are going. You know, I talk to everybody. I get I know where they're going a lot of time, you know. Um, the big ones that you're going to struggle on during the day is probably going to be woman. Probably going to have a little bit of a tough time on little boy. Um, Angodona could be pretty tough, too. So, those three are fairly clearish. Uh, maybe pack the boat up and... You know, you might want to head to the bigger water. You might want to, I don't know, maybe pack it up. Just try something new. Yeah. <clears throat> this is like a big variable that you do have control over. Um, moving lakes is is a pretty good option. You know, it takes a little bit of time, but even to do it responsibly doesn't take all that long. Right. You know, make sure your boat is drained out, wash it down if it's in the infested yeah, water, yeah. And, and get on a new one. Doesn't take doesn't take two hours. You know, no. depends on your on your drive time, I guess, but it doesn't take that long, and gets you off the water for a bit, which get, is a, a good thing. We kind of forget about it, um, but it's nice to getting out of the elements. You know, even on the nicest of days, you got it's good for you to get out of the elements for sure. Yeah. Uh, what do you think for a plan B? Um, I'm committed to cast, so I'm staying staying on the mm-hmm. lake. But you can commute there, so there's there's Buck, there's Andrusia. Right. So you can change water. I, I do think if anything goes real poorly, it's probably going to be water temperature related. So just looking for warmer water would be maybe my first step without actually leaving Cass. 
and then look into some deeper water. That's sort of, it usually lines up that you're doing that anyway, because if you are, if plan A breaks, you're dealing with later in the day. You're dealing with later in the day. I do think break line stuff, uh, shoreline breaks in those mid depths can work. And I'm not going to be afraid to look down to 25 feet of water this weekend. I think there could be fish there and I'm more, more invested in just catching fish than doing it one specific way in one specific scenario. So, uh, looking deep, looking shallow, I think the combination is going to lead you to, to fish at some point. It's, it's weird to line things up, right? Because you got to find fish and you have to find them at the right time to make them, to make them cooperate. Sure. So opportunistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll spend much time on like truly offshore structure. Little bay humps? I won't do that. Nope. Yeah. Well, little bay humps. There's a couple, like in Allen's Bay. Right. That's what I was talking about. That I would fish. Yeah. Yep. But not like main lake offshore stuff. Not going to spend Not going to look out in the middle, middle? Nope. Nope. I could be wrong, but I won't be looking there. There's a lot of water to look at before I get to that. Those Those little bay humps, too, those tend to have pretty good cabbage growth early. Sure. A lot of them do. Yeah. Don't be afraid of them. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. No ghosts? Ghostbusters. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Gotcha. It's like in the song. Really? Yeah. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Anyway, that doesn't apply. It just kind of... Sometimes Came it just up. blur things. Mm-hmm. It's late. I usually am yeah, in bed we're by pretty, now. <laughs> pretty dog-eared right now. Yeah. It's almost 10 o'clock. All right, break time. Hey, guys. This week's... Bait Tip of the Week is brought to you by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle located in Longville, Minnesota. My big tip for you is often we're only thinking about minnows this time of year. And while you're going to find a good selection of minnows at Full Stringer, make sure you grab a couple dozen crawlers and maybe some leeches as well. Never hurts. They're going to last forever and uh, it might just save your opening weekend. Copies. What about them? They're flatfish. They are flatfish. Mm-hmm. I like that they come up and they just shake their face right at you right away. Oh, yeah. Why do they get so angry? I don't know. Just trying to say hi. What well, I... maybe they're not. Maybe they're so happy that you're trying to save them from drowning. Mm-hmm. They're just dancing. Get me out of here. They're just saying, ha- you saved me from drowning. Thank you. I found myself, I think we've talked about this, when I'm crappie fishing. So, like, a sign that it's a crappie is it comes up to the surface mm-hmm. and, like, shakes its face at you. So even if I kind of know it's not a crappie, I'll try to get it up to the surface right away to, like, make it a crappie. <laughs> Dragging, like, an 18-inch pike across the surface. Like, it's splashy, it's on top. Nope. And here comes this pencil at you. <laughs> you they are thin right now. The pike? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Surprising. but Yeah, I made it out a couple times. I had one one good day fishing for crappies i didn't find them where i like had expected to find them they were out a little deeper it was a colder day northwest wind cloudy and i found them in like five or six feet of water which doesn't sound super deep but it was deeper than i thought it was going to be deeper than two three feet yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's fun fun day Uh, i went back the next day and those i couldn't find them couldn't get those fish to bite so uh it it frustrated me for sure because usually this time of year it's sort of a sure thing and right it, if you find them once it seems like you can find them all the yeah. time but it made me remember that they're all wild critters and they all act 
the way they want to act. They don't want to do, they don't do what you want them to do all the time. A little so, bit of a humbling experience. Yeah. And it, I also appreciate that, right? That's part of what makes it fun. You should never go out there just thinking it's a sure thing. Like you gotta, you gotta work at everything to, to do it well. I've been humbled by that many of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went crappy fishing too, you know, mm-hmm. um, I took my future sister-in-law for her birthday yesterday and it was a nice day. You know, it was, I think yeah, it was like calm. 50, One of the 50 first degrees calm and calm in a while. and sunny, mm-hmm. which is, you know, always usually bonus. what you're looking for. Yeah. So we were fishing some shorelines, you know, and I was corking them, which I don't like to cork, but I was doing it, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to broaden my horizons. Right. And, uh, I, I went to this little patch, uh, patch of cane and I caught a bass and as I was bringing it in, I knew it was bass right away. It was way too big, you know, and as I'm bringing it in, I'm in the, I'm, and I'm in a clear lake, you know, I, I've got like 10, 12 foot water clarity, like truly 10, 12 feet. So I'm bringing it in and I see the bass coming through and behind it is literally hundreds of crappies. <laughs> so like here's this bass leading the charge and here comes the stampede of crappies coming behind it. I'm like, holy, we're going to have ourselves a good little spot here. Yeah. So I, you know, throw the, throw the anchor out and we're sitting there and I'm like, yeah, we probably just spooked him a little bit. Let's just give him a little bit of time. They're going to probably be, they'll probably bite here a little bit. So it was like 20 minutes later, finally we got a bite and I hooked it. It was, uh, it ended up being a 14 and a half inch crappie. It's like, yeah. And I know for sure I didn't catch the biggest one out of school. We didn't catch another crappie for like another hour and like 15 <laughs> minutes. And then Carissa caught one right before we left. I don't know what made those fish not bite, mm-hmm. but I'm really upset that they didn't. Because I think we could have caught some monsters out of there. <laughs> I well, mean, like good. a 14 and a half is a good fish. Yeah. I think we could have just, I think I could have got just a stallion out of there. <laughs> just a real fucking bronco. <laughs> and I was, I left very, very disappointed. Have you ever seen them though, where, where you like creep up on them in the shallows and they're all hanging like maybe just a foot under the water and they're just like, they are the quintessential neutral or negative fish. They're, they are just chilling there. They're not moving at all. No. This time of year. I haven't. I come across schools where they're just, they're not doing anything except, I assume, warming up. And it, it, it's been hard for me to catch those fish, too. I assume it, they, they have a window, right? Like you were talking about, if you'd maybe wait, if you'd been able to been out there right till dark. Yeah. Could have been good. Yeah, I had to leave at like 6, or no, 5.45. Oh, like, yeah. It's that's when we should have got out. That's yeah. when we should have left. Right. Got out there, you know? Yeah. Oh, good news one. is if you are into crappie fishing this weekend, I think would be a good should thing. be real should be money. Good. Real Next weekend, money. I mean, we got a lot of good crappie fishing. Pretty much from here to Memorial weekend should be good crappie yeah. fishing. Yep. Yeah. So Friday, I know a lot of folks take Friday off. They come up to make sure they get their dock in or get their boat running. You know, you better sneak out. Yeah. Maybe have a Friday fish fry. <sighs> Feel real good about yourself. Yeah. Something special about like powering up with fish to catch fish right this sounds pretty excellent to me yeah oh not much better opportunity and they're starting to show their colors too which means you can 
be responsible about keeping them and keep smaller males and let the big females go. Yeah. Protect, you know, they are cyclical, but you want to make sure that like when they are on the rise, they stay on the rise. Yeah. And when you want to slow down the fall as much as you can, you know, um, I know I harp on this, but you know, you gotta, gotta take care of them where you can. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's next? That's it, dude. I think we had a good epi. I hope so. 45 minutes. We realized, like, when we were talking about this, like, this is all just guess the guess game. Oh, yeah. Spec- week- it's all speculation. Yeah. We'll be wrong about something. Yeah. I wonder what we'll be wrong about. I hope it's not the shallow water, because I'm really banking, like, 100%. Saturday, they have to be shallow. With that wind rolling. Yeah. I don't see a... You know, they might be on the shallow break lines. Mm-hmm. And not on the flats. That's where I might be wrong. Right. But I really don't see a, a situation where they're not just, re- where they're not in relation to the shallow water. Yeah. I, and they also all don't do the same thing. What I'm really hoping for to like make a good weekend is that there are some shallow fish and there's also some deeper fish. I hope I can find some fish on those deeper break lines and those deeper um, small bay humps, as you described. I think those would be great for midday and a great backup if, if my shallow water plan busts. So. That, I would think that'd be a really good midday plan. Yeah. I don't think you're shallow. I, I think that pike spot's going to turn out. I hope so. What do you call a spot? No name yet. Ooh, pike hole. No, that's no, already a spot. That's already a spot. Um, snake alley. Um, snake charmer pit hole. Trying to mix Holmgren's name into it. Is he really? Is he quite the snake charmer? He is. He's pretty good at it. You should really just change his name to Snake Charmer, and then name the spot Matt Holmgren. Oh, <laughs> I like that. See what I'm saying yeah. there? Just do a little swap ruski. One thing I like with I like watching him struggle to like hold on to a like a 22 inch northern. You know, is that a real issue for him? Sometimes. How come? It's just funny to. I mean, you catch your buddies doing that all the time, right? <laughs> You fish with them all the time, like, you dummy. <laughs> just grab the thing. Just grab it. Yeah. Mm. One thing that I've, like, gone back quite a ways in this epi, um, like, things you forget on opener, I have been known to forget a time or two a landing net. Mm. That's dumb. It's really dumb. Why don't, why is your landing net anywhere but in your boat? Because I hang it. Like now, I hang it on the wall. Well, even when I was at my folks's, I'd hang it on the wall, like for the winter. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just where the nets went. Gotcha. I hang it on the wall, and like I'm in a hurry, gotta go, cause you know I'm not, you know, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I can get a little bit, uh, I would call rammy, mm-hmm. and you know I don't always think the whole situation through. Yeah. And then, you know, once I get on the road, it's past the point of return. You know, I'm past the point of return. So right. I've, I've got to keep on going. It's all right. You make do. Yeah, I've figured it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to forget something. Yeah. It's just, it's nice to forget something small. I always like to discover, like, hey, I forgot uh, my chapstick. Definitely live without the chapstick. It bugs me when I'm like 
I think I have everything, which makes me real nervous that I forgot something. Are you a list guy when it comes to that? You have a checklist for the boat? In my in my head. Mm. I don't like have a written out checklist. Mm. I usually make one on that Friday. Because there's usually a lot to do the Friday before opener. Yeah, you're a busy guy. But then I just have things to say in my head over and over. Cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. That was a good topic. I like that. I think that's really helpful. I think it's helpful for me. I kind of want to know if anybody listens, especially to the very long end of the episode here. Like, in hindsight, what did you forget? Will you let me know what you did forget? Because that's sort of a funny story, usually. Absolutely. Like, minnows. The minnows were sitting on the dock. That would be quite... uh, I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. Just go buzz back... Um, sometimes I forget to pull them. Like when we, I used to have like a flow troll bucket. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be like, let's move, let's move. Yeah. So I, and I'd forget to pull the middle bucket up. That's been known to happen. Yeah. Man, I was fishing on Olson's reef mm-hmm. <coughs> years and years ago. And, and I didn't have any money at the time. Right. And I was fishing out there and there's just this bucket, this middle bucket just floating across Leech Lake. And this was like in early May and I picked it up and there were like, Four dozen spot tails. No, in there. and I was like, "All right, no, you we're didn't. fishing. We're fishing tomorrow for you sure." You just lost like thirty. You just uh, he lost like thirty dollars. Right. That's a, that's excellent. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Put Dan. Those minnows to use though. Olson's reef. Were they productive? They were productive. I love it. It's a good little spot. It's not a little spot at all. Not a little spot. That that's is not the, a little spot. Maybe at the all. downside to it is it's such a big little and spot. And it's snaggy. It is snaggy. But it's, it is a good spot. Yeah. I don't want to discredit that. It's a good spot. Right. Gives a lot of pressure. I maybe caught five walleyes there ever. Hmm. Out of the three times I fished it. Sure. It's just too big. Too big and snaggy. Don't know enough about it. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'll do this year. I'll learn Olsen's Reef. Could bail you out someday. Yeah. That's a good tip. That'd be mm-hmm. a nice small hump for somebody to fish. Mm-hmm. Opening weekend. Yeah. Um, any parting words here for our folks before the the best weekend of the year? Fisherman's Christmas. Um, other other than thank you, please like and share. Uh, com- uh, comments and questions. Please send us comments and questions. Yeah. Um, we want all the feedback we can get. Otherwise, you know, we're trying to just figure it out as we go. And it helps to have a little bit of guidance from the people who actually listen to this. Right. You know? this is, I, I just feel like most of the people who listen this week, it's going to be between St. Cloud and like Hackensack. Absolutely. Right? Although it takes more than 45 minutes to get from, yeah, it does. be from St. Cloud to Little Falls. Fo- nope, past that. St. Cloud to... Hmm. Hmm. It's hard Rice. now with the four no. lane. Yeah. Are you talking about 10? Going up 10? Or what do you think? 371. 371. That's too many St. numbers. Cloud to uh, Pequot Lakes. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that nine times out of ten. Or Brainerd. Yeah, it depends how fast you're. There might be a lot of traffic. Drive safe. Drive folks. safe. Yeah. Take care. There's It's snowing right now down there. All right. Good luck, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back. All next right, thanks. Week.